You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody welcome to episode 219 of red wings red we're tirades and impassioned please for your detroit red wings finally have a home mike what are we gonna tirade and rant about today i know pretty well man we got a lot to talk about we got a barn burner comeback in edmonton we got a hot new red Wings signee that doesn't count um, as a comeback we got some uh Heartbreaking news for those of us who were uh, hoping for a, a big free agent centerman signing in the offseason. That would be me. <laughs> and then um, I have a weird thing that I need to bring up that's not hockey related because I've learned it today and I need to see if other people know about this. Okay. Do is that also, where we're starting? Uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into this exciting. Hey, game. Anthony's here. He's here live. First time, Woo! I think. What's going on, How you Anthony? Doing, Anthony? Uh, performance arts here. Chewy's in the house. What's Chewy. going on, Chewy? Hey, man. Um, Mike, what's your, what's your thing? I was going to save it. Oh, but oh, I'll bring it up. I'm sorry. No, I'm going to bring no, it no, up. No, let's, let's no, no, no. No, 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 no. It's already here because I need people to marinate on this and tell me if this is a real thing. Uh, I'm going to leave the names out of it, I'm going to leave the venue out of it. Um, but it came up today. Oh, no. Anthony, oh, on quarantine. Anthony. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Uh, please weigh in if you've heard of this weird thing. Not hockey-related again. But somebody was telling me that when they were little, they went to a religious retreat. Um, some some sect of Christianity. So I, I tried to confirm, is this some sort of cult? Uh, they said no. And what they said was, in this camp, they would play football, but the ball was a cow tongue like still blown up like they tied the end of the tongue so you've got the you know your tongue they cut it off from the cow and then there's an yes. open part from the cow and then they tie that off and blow it up and you've got a football i i guess i was like aren't there other organs that would be better footballs how about Am you I use the leather from the, from cow. the cow, yeah, it's yeah. right there. I mean, while we got him, <laughs> we could just tan some of his skin and make a football. Um, but I also wondered if the person who threw a really tight spiral, um, you know, if the tongue would, you know, be more like, or like, depending on the sound the tongue made, if it made a certain sound. <laughs> like one of those Nerf balls where they, they put the little whistle. Oh, yeah, it used to whiz, like whistle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you were summoning Shadow Facts um, from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So... I'm going to say I've never heard of that. Uh, no. We we caught Jared off guard. So I'm assuming when he heard this, he says, uh, first thing I hear when I sign in here is ball and a cow tongue. So I, I, <laughs> I, I'm guessing that was jarring and it wasn't a callback. You didn't, it wasn't like a nostalgia trip for you. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're not having like a PTSD moment where you're like cow tongue ball. Like you're, you're back at the camp. Gene, uh, Gene, uh, Jim's got a good uh, idea here. Is uh, Gene Simmons' tongue? That, that's another one you can cut off at the end, tie it on on that open end, blow it up, and there you go. There's a huge football right there. Yeah, I feel like it's more like a like you hold it like this rather than like a traditional grip around the laces. I feel like you got to like, <laughs> like you're throwing pizza slices back <laughs> into the box. Jared is triggered right now, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a weird thing, and I. Oh, here we go. Anthony boys, a lot of talk now ramping up about Bertuzzi moving. Oh, we're moving on from cow tongues. We should. Um, <laughs> Anthony's ready to go. It's first episode we live. Gotta... He's like, get, get this cow tongue crap out of here. <laughs> uh, Chewy's like, how long ago? 1920s? Um, it does, Elliot Friedman is reporting right now. Ben Sherratt going to Florida. That is uh, the biggest wet fart pickup for Florida. So, um, <laughs> he, about ben Chirot, ben Chirot was the guy that everybody was was kind of 
you know, they, they put their finger on is this is the guy who's going to get a first round pick that absolutely does not deserve it. <laughs> so for Florida. Oh, I thought, who, uh, I know Nick Letty was really jacking for that spot. So, Hey, I, I guess the argument I'm making is, uh, they, things are they looking up for us done with that. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't, uh, yeah. And, and Chewy, that was about 2012. So not that long ago. Uh, <laughs> All right, so... Uh, and also a little bit of heartbreaking news on this program, at least. Um, oh. I really thought that Hurdle the Turtle had a had a shot at coming to down that winged well, wheel. Yeah, the free the free agent move is gone. Uh, somebody would really have to be... like So the trade is still out there. He's got a no move for three years, and then, uh, and then the last five years have a modified no trade, I think, off the top of my head. He's like eight and over eight million. So I will tell you right now, Mike, I, I'm not touching... I'm not touching that, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, there you go. Um, the, <laughs> the fun's over, uh, no more hurdle, the turtle heading and at least the, in, in the way that I'd manage this, not, not heading to Detroit now, but, uh, yeah, I, I did kind of think, um, <laughs> we've seen like the sign in trades before we wouldn't know that phrase without it. So I, I don't know. We, I guess it would have already happened. And eight years is a long way to go for a sign and trade as well as eight years, 8 million. So have you ever traded for a mortgage? <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah, that I think happens yeah. all the time, actually. <laughs> In the banking industry. I know you're looking at a new house, but uh, I, I, the only reason we brought up Hurdle, I, I don't think you, you, you and I were like, you know, totally enamored of the guy. I mean, he, he's in a spot of need for us. He's, he's pretty good. He's kind of right around his his uh, uh, you know peak ability wise because of his age. It just looking at the unrestricted free agents, knowing that the Red Wings are probably not going to dip into restricted free agency because they don't want to sacrifice those juicy, juicy draft picks. This was the center that I felt we kind of had a shot at. You know, it's not gonna we're not gonna be picking up Malkin or Bergeron. It's you know this well, this felt like the guy we could you know maybe I, toss a bag at. Here's the problem. Everybody would have been thinking that. <laughs> this, I, we got this oodles would have been and oodles of cap space, though. Yeah. We could have overpaid for them kind of thing. But I'll, yeah. Here, I'll, I'll show you real quick. I mean, this isn't what we want the whole episode to be about. But I did forget. We haven't done this in a while. At Evolving Hockey has their player cards now. Um, I mean, <laughs> Tech... Uh, he, he's in the 91st percentile for offense, 72nd percentile for defense. Very... 72nd percentile for defense. Very good for a, a forward who performs this well offensively. Mike, this arguably would have been the pickup of the free agent uh, period. But obviously, the eight years is where you're like, all right, you know, you you knew it was going to hurt on the tail end. That's how free agency works. Um, doesn't necessarily always work that way with signing your own guys, but it definitely worked this way for Hurdle. Um, I did see the joke online that's... <laughs> It said, somebody tell the Sharks that you can sign your players for eight years. Does not mean you have to. Uh, but yeah, this <laughs> this definitely, uh, this is going to hurt them in the long run. Uh, but it's still a great pickup for the Sharks right now. And definitely heartbreaking. Definitely heartbreaking for us. I mean, it would have yeah. been one of those where if you have just hurdle, clearly that doesn't put you over the edge. But it, it's something where we looked at all of our pieces we were trying to figure out maybe Pew Suter isn't enough on that second line. And if you upgrade to a hurdle on the second line and Larkin plays as well as he was, you know, it looks like maybe an injury is getting in the way of, of that production that we're looking at right now. Right. Uh, but, it, you know, Larkin performs at that upper elite status and you've got hurdle going on a second line. I mean, it's a no brainer. It's a massive upgrade. You, it, it'd be so tough to compete at that point um, with the wing dings. And, and of course, with some of the tools that. Uh, I mean, yeah. Larkin, we have on hurdle, the wing and Puse and Mitchell Stevens. That would have been a, I'd be pretty excited about those four centers. Yeah. And, and then you think about like your first and second line would have some combination of Verana, Raymond, Bertuzzi, and, you know, I don't know if I'm ready Sweet to throw baby. it anymore. The, uh, you know, you, we're not playing the Bergeron game yet, but then the Bergeron game goes down to the third or fourth line. And how much fun is that? Anyways, it's gone. It's done. Snuffed. <laughs> yep. Snuffed, as they say. 
Um, but we did have uh, some show topics we planned for because that just happened. The turtle signing uh, just a little bit ago. Oh, I guess I do have to keep my phone in front of me. Um, da, 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 da. So it looks like the Panthers are going to be getting either another prospect along with Sherratt? Or no, they're sending a prospect over for Sherratt. So maybe this did work out for them. Maybe they aren't sending over a first-round pick. That would be amazing. Anyway, uh, Red Wing news, right? We're called Red Wing's rant, so who cares? Uh, we'll just keep an eye. I'll keep an eye on Elliot in case uh, in case Anthony's right and uh, Tuzi's on the move. Um, what do we got here? Jim Johnson, eight-year contracts. Uh, most of them are high risk. Um, oh, shoot. I think I missed an old... Anthony Post here. Uh, was it uh, 51 goals in nine games? We have issues everywhere. Forward defense and goalie. That's what that's what we're talking about. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony. I thought uh, I thought you I found you in the jumble of the hurdle comments here. Um, <coughs> Derek Hand thinking uh, Alex Turcott. Um, if that happened, I'm I think I'm just like interested. I don't think I'm like over the moon. Um, I think Stevie could talk the hat off of the Pope's head. I mean, he's quite the negotiator. <laughs> uh, all right. Do, 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 do. All right. This is a good transition. Uh, Vander Kane on Edmonton is looking like a steal. 10 goals. Uh, we could have flipped him for a good price. Missed opportunity. Performance art. <clears throat> here, here, here we go. I, I would be so happy. I want to hear. I'm very to, excited to hear you take uh, a, a character guy like Kane because I know you were pretty pretty vehemently against that. And by character guy, I mean it was a little questionable, and that's probably why you know the the Red Wing locker room doesn't seem to take those kind of guys. Uh, but man, uh, his performance art on base with that. Look, of course he's he's there's merit there, but I absolutely would never sign Evander Kane. That that goes. I, I'm just not touching it. I. Like some of the, some of the I don't know I, I just don't even want to touch it on on the specifics of Evander Kane but I can touch it for the Detroit Red Wings and it's just something I don't I don't want to be a part of right now I don't want to be looking at anybody on this team and going like well we're probably going to trade him anyway so I can stomach it for a little bit I'm like ah, it's just let's let's not do that let's not play those games with this team right now um, I mean clearly. You know, they're trying to make moves that so far, uh, win-wise, haven't gone well, like uh, moving a guy like Danny DeKaiser. And some would say maybe that injury was real, even though he's practicing every day. Um, but those are the moves like we want to see happen. I want to see deletions. I don't want to see additions. Uh, you know, clearly you get some goals. Maybe, you know, that doesn't happen on the Red Wings offense, but moving a guy like that, I, I just don't think that's worth it. And, and showing your team, like, this is what, uh, this is what we're, who we're willing to bring on because we're, we might pick up a draft pick. Um, it also took a while for, for Kane to find anybody. So who knows that you get anything that juicy, you know, like somebody still has to take on that issue. And Edmonton said, we're not going to trade for him. We're just going to pay him as little as possible. Uh, so I, I'm okay not having him. But uh, what we are talking about, of course, is a 7-5 to five loss to Edmonton, Mike. Um, I, 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 I'm i looking at the advanced analytics, Mike. And I think as what you got to... Yeah. As we do. That's that's right. I, I think what you have to remember, Mike, is that this game started with about five straight minutes of possession. Of course, leading to uh, the three goals that uh, shooed <laughs> Grice out of the net. Um, clearly that was, an, that was another bad start for Grice, another short snippet, uh, five minute snippet for Grice that ended, uh, way earlier than we would have liked. And, um, I gotta say the rest of the game went pretty well. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't uh, know, uh, let, I don't me... know what we're going to do about Grice. I don't know how big of a talking point you want to make him. Um, uh, but it just feels like Nadelkovich can't get a night off because he has to keep coming in to clean up the mess. And it's not like he's coming in and doing a dazzling job. It just feels like he can't get a break. He can't get a day off. So yeah, Nadelkovich does need the rest. I, I will say, uh, there, if we had the time, I was going to bring up an article I saw today that uh, brought up trading, uh, Nadelkovich for, uh, some first round picks. Uh, I'll just say it. Uh, it, it was a first round pick. Lilligren and Peter Morazic. And basically you're saying like, well, it's not, we're not going to win this year anyway. 
There's a possibility Nedeljkovic isn't here for longer than his current contract, and you can get some pretty good assets right now. Um, I just I, I'd probably want to get a couple draft picks out of that, but you're probably not getting that much out of Toronto. It, it was a it was a dream trade scenario out of uh, one of the many Wings blogs uh, areas, but um, I bring that up only because. I would consider that because I, I like at this point, I'm not, I've never been like a huge, like you absolutely have to have a particular goalie to find success. I think a lot of movement and goaltenders is fine. Um, and I, I'm okay with being agile and those in that decision-making. I'm also, uh, we don't have to move anybody right now, but uh, talking about Grice um, specifically, I, I don't know how you solve the Grice problem, but you just wait because we saw a horrible first start last year uh for that you know 56 game season and then a terrific finish to the season so you'd always got it could be age is finally caught up and we just never see him get it again of course contract runs out not not our problem um but from the ned perspective brought up the trade just because it's interesting right i don't i don't i'm fine let ned run out the season if you need give him a break and just let's bring up pickard and we'll see how that goes I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Give give Ned a couple extra days off every week, like you said. Just put somebody in there. Um, clearly, you can't just let Grice sit in there and give up every shot. You know, you can't just give up 30 goals in a night because Edmonton's going to put 30 shots on net and then Grice lets them all through. Like, and, and that honestly looked like the direction we were heading. So I know what you're saying. You absolutely, you know, you got to take out Grice. But I think you put it Pickard. Let him roll with a couple of games. Give Ned some extra rest. Ned, Ned has done enough for me to say that I'm not worried about him. I'm not worried about the struggle. Uh, you know, we've got some slides later on here. Uh, Nadelkovich, Grice, both negative in the goal saved above expected from that game last night. Uh, and then if you take a look at the last month, Nadelkovich uh, and Grice are both in the uh, – Bottom 10 when it comes to goals saved above expected. Nadelkovich had a negative 10.64. Grice had a negative 10.06, as we're showing right now on YouTube for all the podcast listeners. Also, both guys, uh, I, I shouldn't even say bottom 10, bottom six. Uh, they're also both bottom, looking at it right now, bottom five in goals saved above average. Um, both of those statistics try to put in an effort to rule out the the team that's in front of you like they're you're you're all getting the same type of expected goals who's making the most saves on them um and this makes the argument that grice and adelkovich aren't saving enough but again i'm not worried about it i'm fine with it i think ned showed us enough that there's enough skill in those pads that uh as he continues to grow and get older he's going to learn how to manage this this game and as the wings don't we have to rely on a Grice moving forward and they can go on something a little bit more reliable, or maybe you just cross your fingers and hope that there aren't injuries like Grice had to deal with forcing Adelkovich to play even more games. I, I just, it's a problem. It's something that can't be ignored when it comes to us losing this game. Grice is a huge issue in this game, but, and Adelkovich has been an issue. Uh, so you can't ignore it when you're trying to, you know, say, are, are the Red Wings just awful right now? Is it all on coaching? Is it all on defense? Is it all, you know, like the lack of skill on the forward side? You can't ignore that when trying to analyze that question. But when trying to analyze Nadelkovich, I just, it doesn't bother me. That was the point I was, I'm finally coming to, finally sitting down. Mike, do you agree or disagree? Nadelkovich has showed, has he shown you enough to say, I'm fine with this this fall at the second half of the season. Clearly, you know, even though he's 26, he's an old rookie. Uh, clearly, it seems to be that point of playing too many games that's kind of caught up with him. Yeah, right now, this definitely has the feel of a snowball effect. Um, and obviously, pretty easy to say when it's, you know, in the midst of a six-game losing streak where, you know, many of these games, you're, you're not really in them. Um, luckily with Edmonton, we were able to, you know, kind of storm back and uh, get some goals on the board. But um, it still didn't feel like we, to me, did, like we were going to win that game. Uh, I would still think in a, you know, a goal barrage that Edmonton would come out, you know, for now as the more skilled team. But 
as rough as our goaltending has been, it really feels like a team-wide kind of loss of focus, um, you know, where it's not just that you're, you know, losing games, like you're, you're getting annihilated and you're, you're <laughs> giving up so many um, um, opportunities to the other team. You know, and I, I probably the game you attended is the the coup de gras uh, of that um, analysis with the Coyotes game with that nine to two drop, where that's that's that that should not happen. Um, you you should show that you're more talented than a Phoenix team, um, show more effort. You know, at home. Um, so, I mean, to answer your question, no, I'm not ready to give up on Ned because I think that the goaltending performance is kind of more. Um, an example of that team-wide loss of focus and they're, you know, getting a, a little bit of the, the scapegoat uh, label, right. Um, because obviously they're the last um, defense. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. I, I think we're both going to come to the same conclusion, but for different reasons, I, I still think like Ned is majorly struggling right now. And I think you can see it. Um, I, I don't know if the team-wide collapse happens because Grice gives up three in the first five minutes or Ned gives up, you know, three or four in the first, you know, period or something like that. And it just feels like, what the, what else, you know, we already, we already struggle. You're like, what else are we going to do? But I, I do well, it's think like it's, it, a combined it couldn't, it's a combined it effort worse. to get to that point. But yeah. I, I do think like every game, it kind of seems like it's something different that kind of gets us to this. Oh my God, we're terrible. Um, I mean, that Coyotes game, we talked about how uh, there was literally no game plan out in front of the net. Coyotes were right out in front of the net, just popping the puck right over our goaltenders. I mean, literally bouncing it over shoulders to make it, you know, what? It, uh, however far or deep that uh, that lead got in the first period before things started to shore up. And then it was just <laughs> then it was just popping goals from the top of the circle. No problem. Um but yeah, I mean, like it, a first period starts like that. We said, well, yeah, of course Ned gives up on that game. Uh, Grice has a first five minutes like against Edmonton. It is nice to see that we caught all the way back up. But, you know, I I would not, I wouldn't look at that team the rest of the game. Just be like, I can't believe they they didn't come back all the way to beat Edmonton in a game that doesn't even matter to them. Like that, I would have totally accepted. I would have accepted a complete blowout. We called it. I said I made the joke. I, I said we were going to lose by like five in that game, and, and we didn't. We only lost by two. Um, but, I mean, you know, that would have met my expectation. <laughs> a complete disaster well, me... blowout. But, I mean, you, you, you see what point I'm coming to. It's, uh, yeah. it's a concerted effort to be on a losing streak like this. I think game to game we can point to some different area where it's clear we aren't talented enough to keep up with the other team that seems to be exposed in a different way. And a lot of that, a lot of that is talent. A lot of that is preparation. A lot of that is coaching. A lot of that is our own inability to be patient with a team that Steve Eiserman has still been mum on giving us a timetable for when we'd be competitive again, because I think it's longer than we gave it credit for at the beginning of the season. Now, those are a lot of thoughts. I think they're yeah. pretty fair. We I would have say some thoughts uh, in the comments, Mike. I'll, I can collect them and less, then you can give your thought. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to ask you is, um, I think probably the hardest question, right? We can all see this is a really awful slide uh, by the Red Wings. Just almost unwatchable hockey. Uh, I mean, you know, the comebacks are kind of fun, but obviously we didn't didn't end up being a win. So I'm going to ask you what one factor is it going to take to uh, kind of turn this thing around? And I'm going to kind of lead the witness by giving you my answer first. But I don't, I, I don't know how this this streak stops until Grice has a good game. Because I don't think that it's going to be Ned just kind of you know either starting again or you know coming in and mop up duty when the game's already out of hand. I think this is going to take Grice kind of finally you know shaking off whatever's wrong with them. And having a strong performance. Um, I'm not saying it could be Pickard, but it has to be a non-Nadelkovich goaltending performance to kind of reset the table. Um, so you're you're trading him for Morazic is what you're saying. I'm just kidding. No. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, 
Oh, now I remember my answer to that question. Um, nobody's gonna like hearing this, Mike. Uh, Don't you dare we at game. We're at game sixty, or no? We we just played game sixty. Got twenty two games left, Mike. Yes. Uh, I think this stops in twenty two games when the season ends. Wow. I I don't I mean so you're asking like how do we get back on the winning side? Um yeah, I think I I mean it's goaltending seems to be the bigger issue here. I think we've put up some goals in some some different games here and I think it's fair to say we don't have the talent to put up five goals every game. That's completely fair. That's fine. Uh especially with a Verana that I think we just saw in the last games um didn't quite look like uh, the first couple of games. It looked like um a slower first step, which is fine. He's coming back from injury. I'm not complaining. But I think the reality of things caught up with me, or I was begging for Verona to get more minutes, and I don't know how that would have actually helped. <laughs> just just from the sake of, you know, those power play minutes and putting him on the first power play and not wasting that stick. But then, you know, uh, we still got some power play goals uh, yesterday. So it's, uh, or at least it's a Dina power play goal. I don't know. I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth only because I think the right answer to this is we just grin and bear it. Let's get to the end of the season and uh, let's start prepping for the draft. But um, to actually turn this thing around, I mean, how are we winning in December? We still had terrible expected goals against numbers and Ned played out of his mind to keep us in games. Um, what's funny, so, it's funny. We, we, we've had some okay expected goals against games. Like they haven't yeah. been terrible, like two goals, uh, uh, expected against us. And, uh, it hasn't been turning out the way that, <laughs> you know, it's been the opposite. We we've actually had the expected goals number, like, I don't know, pedestrian, not great, not good. <laughs> Still bad, but not as bad as it was. So what you're and, saying uh, is that, uh, for our, our hundred coin flips, <clears throat> And we called heads. We already had, we already got our 50 heads in a row and now we're about to get 50 tails in a row. Yeah. That's that, that lines up. That makes sense. Um, I mean, like, look at, look at yesterday, yesterday's game against Edmonton. I mean, against a team with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. We end that game. We go through three periods. The expected goals against, according to natural stat trick, 1.74. 1.74. That's what we were expected to give up. And then, of course, we had 3.23, giving us an expected goals for percentage of 64%, almost 65%, because um, it was 64.93. I, I can't believe, for anybody listening to the podcast, going 64%, almost 65%. Man, what a dumb asshole. Um, <laughs> almost you know it's almost 66. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody could make the argument it's almost 67 as well. Um, and you're basically right. at 100. I, basically, um, I think I am being too loud, by the way. I think I woke up the kids a second ago and uh, my wife's going to kill me. All right. So we have been ignoring the comments for about 15 minutes. Oh, my God. Drop Going them in back. Um, I'm so sorry, guys. Simon Pegg's brother here, Nick Pegg. Um, he was talking about focusing on development, not picking up a Vander Kane. Um this is all right. I'm sorry, guys. We're gonna have to miss some of these because we're that would take us back to the <laughs> game conversation. Um, oh, Simon Pegg's brother Nick also asked if uh, we think Grice plays next year. We can answer that one real quick. Uh, no, I think that one's done. Oh, is, if he's playing at all next year, might be the question. I, I think he might be done, though, right? Like, who picks that up? Um, Toronto. Oh, Oh, poor performance art. He's being, he's being so Oh, Pee-wee! <laughs> performance art. Super rascal. Uh, Anthony putting out there, Grice is just trying not to get traded. He's pretty happy in Detroit right now. I I, I like that take. <laughs> I guess. Um, I mean, you could get traded to, you know, like a playoff contender. But uh, he's determined to uh, just kind of hang out on, you know, maybe Cass Lake over here with, uh, you know, Larkin out in Waterford. But, uh Jim Johnson saying, I think Ned will bounce back. Yeah, I do too. It's just, whew, I think it's going to take a Grice game to do it. I think it's going to take Grice giving him a legitimate, you know, not feeling like, you know, that big burden on the back of his, in the back of his skull, just throbbing there. Like, man, I got to turn this team around and stand on my head to save us. 
You know, I mean, to my point of just getting a game 82, it just kind of feels like, you know, with the, the Grice injuries and now Grice not being able to play for, you know, more than five minutes a game, it just kind of feels like he's underwater, you know, and that that's he's just got to get on the boat and stop trying to scuba dive. You know, the trip's done. Let's just go home. Let's relax. We'll try scuba diving next year when we come back to Hawaii. But I don't know where this is coming from, but I, I like it. No more scuba diving for Nadelkovich. That's that's what we're coming to. Um, Curtis wants us to change our team name from Red Wings to Stumble Bunnies uh, because they are struggling to the finish line. You know what? I'm all for it. Only because Stumble Bunnies is just about the cutest team, like sports team I name I think I've ever heard. I would buy so many jerseys, shirts, socks, pants if we were the Detroit Stumble Bunnies. Um, I'd love to see that. Um, Anthony thrown out there, we could hit a 10-game plus losing streak. I, I'm playing the way we are. Yeah, like I said, every night. It's not, it's not always the same thing. Like I said, that Coyotes game, definitely the defense was the problem. Uh, yesterday... Mike, three goals, five minutes on like three shots. Yeah, that that's your problem. <laughs> like, I gotta think that um, when you start doing the math, uh, that that this losing streak started to come together. It started to crystallize as we, you know, the players realized, um, you know, they've been hearing all year. We've we've heard them in interviews, right, talking about, hey, we still want to try and fight for the playoffs, you know, and we, you know, kind of looked at each other, you know, you and I, and we're like, yeah, okay. Um, you know, we didn't quite think they had the skill to, but luck was on their side. Um, they had some hot games. They had, you know, uh, spots where Bertuzzi or Larkin were putting the team on their back. Um, we have these two hot new rookies, but you know, as the standings started, uh, we kind of had, uh, you know, more examples on the resume of what this team really was. And they just kept tumbling down the standings point wise. It kind of feels like they're like, man, this, uh, this is kind of lost. I don't even know why we're you know, killing ourselves right now, this, you know, I, I mean, you'll show progress. Great, but we're not going to be playing for the off season. We're not going to be playing for a championship. It kind of feels deflating. Yeah. Performance art. Exactly. The motivation is gone, but ending on a strong note, that part, um, whew, I would hope so, but man, I don't know if we've, we haven't seen that in a, in a little while. <laughs> um, Jared throwing out there. Matt's embracing the tank full steam ahead see how close we can get to that first pick um why not i mean you know honestly at this point it it is always that game right like if you're not going to the playoffs just take it up the nhl season has been packed with dirty dangles hat tricks and big wins as the action rolls on DraftKings sportsbook and official sports betting partner the nhl has your shot to win big too new customers can bet just one dollar on any team and get 150 dollars in free bets if they win that's right a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you if sportsbook isn't available in your state yet you still have a shot to light the lamp Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And it'll be really tough to throw this lineup together, Mike, uh, once uh, Nemistikov is gone, because we did talk about, um, you know, Fabry's injury. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look at the schedule to see if there's any more Canadian games. But, Mike, there might be some hope, uh, because we played Taro Hirose yesterday, and uh, wasn't wasn't the worst experiment in the world. Um, actually, I'm struggling to find him right now on this list. Oh, he, I blocked him on the bottom with that goalies thing. All right. Oh, no. So Tara Hirose was actually on the bottom for expected goals, but it's still, it was still a 48% expected goals for percentage because, uh, you know, we were all sniffing 50. And of course at the top there, some pretty crazy numbers in that uh, Calgary game, which by the way, I will say, uh, I don't even know if that passes the eyeball test, but Ali uh, Ulevi did turn in a pretty solid game. Like, uh, I will direct 
um, if I may, uh, your eyeballs to the expected goals for per 60 and expected goals against per 60. Uh, he's going to walk away, if I do these numbers real quick, with the second best number in expected goals for per 60. It's 6.84. And uh, one of our best turn-ins for the game of a 1.84 expected goals against per 60. Uh, pretty solid game. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're just trying to look at this and figure out, you know, should he get another game? I think you've seen enough that, yeah, he can get another game. No problem. No, <laughs> no sweat. Um, it's, a, it's a great, I mean, it's a great first one. Uh, it, I would say it might, Matt, it might be a small sample size, but is he better than most cider? Well, clearly, I mean, clearly. Yeah. Look right it. there. There you go. <laughs> um, Matt, I was going to ask you, uh, before we got away from the, the Red Wings, um, playing like crap in their giant losing streak. I was just looking ahead in the, in the schedule next month. Yeah. In uh, in two weeks, over the course of two weeks, we're going to be playing Ottawa three times. So during those games, is it to the point now where we're we're going to be openly rooting for them to lose? Hmm. As far as embracing the tank, is that is that what we should be doing as Red Wing fans right now? Now that this is a bit of a lost season, but I guess we'll, we'll go back to Jared's comment that I fully embrace the tank. Um, I will say this. Last the last couple of seasons, I felt a little bit of pain every time we won. Like I I would watch these games and I would want to look for some improvements, but ultimately I wanted to see us lose as often as possible. So I had a great time a couple seasons ago. <laughs> um but uh this season's been different. I go into every game and I want to see a win. I it hasn't changed yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just because you want to see. I mean, I, I've I've created the character of Melancholic Cider for our Red Wings rant <laughs> Twitter account. Um, I've always kind of done it, and I'm like, I don't even know if I'm really using Melancholic properly, but I liked it. And it's kind of a, that... like a longing sadness. So I think yeah. it still works because he's probably thinking about you know playing and winning in Germany, and you know well, what, those faces... what would be like if I could turn this around. Yeah. Yeah, those faces he makes really look like he's he's, you know, reminiscing to the good old days or 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 maybe longing for the future. Uh either way, he he's not in the moment. <laughs> it's really sad. Uh it's heartbreaking uh even. Um but those are the things I want to take away. You know, I I love seeing uh Cider and Raymond celebrate and I think right now maybe this is because they're so young, but you can see it on their faces. Uh when things are not going well. Uh, you see them take it onto the ice, and I think it does somewhat affect their game a little bit. Um, so that's something as you're trying to develop these guys. I think that's you know that's what hurts the most is you want you want to see the whole team performing well so they can see and feel it, and then take that with them into the next season. So that that's the reason right now. I think it's so tough for me to just embrace the tank and hope hope that things go in the wrong direction. Um, now I say all that, but you know what, Mike, we did get, uh, we, we don't do this too often anymore, but we did get a good highlight, uh, from, uh, oh, make sure you mute it. Oh yeah. I got I'm not getting this episode taken down. <laughs> Such a good episode so far. So happy. And all right. Um, so that's the Mystikoff right now. I was going to say, when did Mo change his number? Because I know what replay I'm bringing up here. Uh, but this is Connor McDavid streaking down. They just won the faceoff. He's going to go in and just put one over Ned's shoulder. Because uh, he's Connor McDavid, right? It's over. It's a done deal. When he makes that decision, it is a goal. Not from Cider, though. Cider knocks the puck right off <laughs> Connor McDavid's stick. This is, I mean, look. Does this happen? 10 times out of 10? It doesn't matter. Cider did it one time. <laughs> we, we might never, you know, we're not going to see it again for the rest of the season. Uh, but it is, yeah, Mo, Mo gets tested by Connor McDavid, of all people. This is a test of speed, stick handling, and, and really this is a test of your own mental, uh, you have to be mentally aware of what's coming at you. You, you know, you have to know that's Connor McDavid. You, you can't just play every guy the same way. Uh, but you have to have the confidence to know that you can make this play. You can't just let it be Connor McDavid, which does happen a lot when he does skate through entire defenses. Sometimes it's like, oh, it's Connor. I'll, I'll just let this go. Uh, but not with Mo. Mo plays this thing strong. 
Great job by yeah. Mo here. Um, I mean, this... I'm really excited for them to uh, to have another one in uh, Edmondson next year. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed that it, it does go this well. Um, but this is one of those, Mike. I think we've been talking all season about getting like some some good content for cider. This is one that kind of blew up on Twitter last night, and everybody started saying, "All right, if cider doesn't win the Calder, this trophy's a joke." And I mean, this is this is one of those that goes on the highlight reel. This is arguably the best player in the game. Insider shuts him down. No problem. Makes it look easy. By the way, finishes this play with Connor McDavid on top of him. Starts to move the puck to get it out of the zone. Clean zone exit by Mo Sider after he knocks the puck away from arguably the best player in the NHL. Now, everybody listening to this, nobody's going to argue with me that Sider <laughs> shouldn't win the Calder. So I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, but... Um, this was a beautiful play and it is part of it is a good mix of, again, all, all of those attributes I talked about with like awareness and, you know, it, it's a test of speed. It's a test of stick abilities, but he's also doing the routine things right after that. He didn't just make this play and then just relax. No. Yeah. This was all about making sure, like, it's almost like it, 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 there is that awareness element. Like you have to stop Connor McDavid here, but there's also the element of cider never loses focus on the job he still got to get the puck out of the zone and he did it clean he did it fast and how i mean think about how important it is to get the puck out of the zone when Connor mcdavid's on the ice because we didn't do it for the first five minutes of this game but we did it here all yeah. mo cider a plus that's my review of this play i uh big surprise um i really hope that next season when uh, Edmondson gets called up, that he and Sider really bond and play together. And I would really, man, I have this fantasy that the two of them will be best friends and they're both going to be really big fans of the social network. So when the coaching staff says, hey, we got to go play Connor McDavid tonight. Um, I need someone to defend him. And Mo and Simon can kind of look at each other and be like, we can do that ourselves. We're six foot five, 220 pounds, and there's two of us. So <laughs> I really wanted that just. It made my heart swell to say that whole line for you. But no, let's go I, to this I, Mark Stahl. Matt, we I'm almost had a hat trick out of Mark Stahl. We were one goal short. Can you I'm believe, really glad I that think, you teed these up for us. I think it was Jared that uh, shared it uh, shared it with me on, on Twitter, but uh, this is his first time. Mike, he's in game 1001. <laughs> this is his first two-goal game. Um, wow. Crazy. Yeah, you'd think he'd just luck out and get two goals. You know? Do you think he uh, saved the pucks? Oh, shoot. There goes Matt, the mute it. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> You're about to trigger Bailey right now. All right, here we go. Well, you got Papa Gagne passing it back to Papa Stahl. So that, I mean, that right there is a, is a match made in heaven. Um, <laughs> of course this was going in, right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is this is more about, I think, the fun conversation. Like, how great is it for Stahl? But um, did anybody's trade value go up in this game? Uh, yes. Uh, Stolly boy. <laughs> I uh, I like to think that there was like a bag of money. You know, Stahl was like at his locker and like a, a guy in a trench coat gave Stahl a bag and said, get get a couple goals tonight, kid. Um, just to try and <laughs> juice up that, that, that value. I, I don't think he's moving, man. I think he's, I think he's too valuable to this team. Uh, Cause I don't, I don't know who's going to come up next. You know, I don't know. Give if me lash said... off, huh? Yeah. Lash up like, action, Matt. Does that wet your noodle over there? Oh yeah, I'm super juice now. Um, <laughs> I I was gonna say I haven't thought of attaching the word or the, maybe the phrase "so valuable to this team" to Mark Stahl, but you're probably right. Now. right. I was yeah. gonna say you're probably right. Um, but this goes back. I, I wanted to pull this up a while ago, but uh, we've got. Oh no! Now we're getting double canceled up by, by YouTube. Oh, um, Bailey's we totally gonna recognize this. that crowd sound for a second there. <laughs> this is us on the power play. Letty throws one at the net, and it bounces its way back to, as people like to call him on Twitter, Tacos Stick, also known as Taro Hirose. Mm. Um, now. <clears throat> Mike, I think there's something that we've said from the beginning of the season that if you're going to bring Hirose on this team, it's uh, it's because you need someone to fill out your power play lines. Uh, yes. You lose Fabry, you lose Bertuzzi, your power play lines need someone to uh, to step in. So this is where Hirose gets the puck. And our boy, Zadina, 
right in the middle of the circle. Right where, Mike, we just were reading reviews on Zadina the other day about how he kind of sets up the same way as Ovechkin. He just doesn't get as dirty as Ovechkin does. And when I say dirty, I mean, he doesn't need, you know, he's not as physical. He doesn't muck it up like Ovechkin, which is sort of the, uh, you know, you can you can shoot like Ovechkin, but you've also got to have like a power aspect to your play too to make this super successful. Um, so this is when it does work. And that is Hirose knowing where to throw the puck because you know, they've played, they've had some time together in Grand Rapids, but um, this is just one too. Like you're always waiting for that goal to like turn Zadina back on. And um, maybe this is it. You know, uh, that allusion to Ovi, do you happen to remember who wrote that piece? Was that a Baldwin one? Hmm. Oh, you know what? The, uh, that was either Saravelli or Friedman. Um, it was either on like 32 Thoughts or... It was Saravelli doing. His, oh, it was Saravelli because he was talking about new guys on his uh, tradable assets list. I would like, like a, to thank him uh, for writing that description because maybe it'll do enough like clickbait um, for opposing GMs when they're looking up what's Sedina like. Oh, Ovechkin. Oh, throwing a first round pick for him sounds like a good deal. You know. Um, so I just really want to thank him for his efforts there, Matt. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The only way to inflate that value. Uh, see one goal go in and then just attach Ovechkin to that name. Exactly. Um, who, didn't he just move into third for goals? I think he just passed Yager, by the way. Uh, yeah, you're Ovi. right. Because uh, uh, the Capitals right now are selling their T-shirt of um, it's Ovi, huge Ovi in the middle. And then on either side is a picture of Gordie Howe and, and Wayne Gretzky, like a little Ooh. tiny... Love it. <laughs> yeah, the imagery is fantastic. I mean, that that's juicy stuff. It pisses us off, but uh, you know, Anthony's out here coming back to my line of turning Zadina on. Now, there's a lot of ways to turn Zadina on. Um, Mike, what what would be the One best way was, to turn uh, Zadina on? <laughs> that's a great answer. I'll leave it at that. I was going to put yeah. you in a tough spot. Um, <laughs> I. I I don't know. Uh, trade him to a different team. Uh, I don't expect this to continue. I mean, he got one one goal, and yeah. We'll kind of wrap up the game here. We'll get some thoughts in the comments. Uh, Chewy thrown out there. Cider, School, and McDavid. Um, I do like Derek here. If McDavid keeps practicing, he might be as good as Cider someday. Oh, throw some shade. I like it, Derek. <laughs> um. This is this is from another conversation. Jim thrown out there. Hopes to see Soderblom as well. Oh um, boy. Elmer Soterblom. God, I love that guy. Love saying his name. Love that he's six foot nine. Uh, six foot eight. He's one inch shorter, I think, than, than Chara. Yeah, nah, he's six foot nine. Let's give it to him. All right, WWE. Everybody's a seven, <laughs> seven footer foot now. Tall. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, uh, what? What? Where did I want to take this? All right. Uh, so uh, Soterblom. Oh, we don't know what's happening there. I'm six sorry? foot five, and there's two of us. I think that's how that came up. <laughs> oh, good call. Good call. Yeah. yeah. Um, be but we, don't, we don't know what Soderblom's future looks like exactly. We know eventually he'll be over here, but we do know my cross hand is signed to the entry level ways. contract. Woo! Um, 2020 second round pick, 55th overall. Uh, coming out of Highland Village, Texas, Mike. We got a good old Texas boy. Mm. That's how you get a name like Cross. Got to think. Uh, oh, I see. Like Bible Jesus. Bible doing the trick. <laughs> yeah. Like Jesus. That's right. Jesus cross Christ. That's. <laughs> I want to, uh, just in case, if you're, right? not, uh, if you're not on YouTube, uh, Matt did throw in the Elite Prospects Guide to this uh, cross Hennis. Uh, oh, I blocked creative. out his, his point projections for this past season. That's okay. <laughs> with, the, um, with the overlay. Gifted uh, creative puck handler. Doesn't instinctually look past. Finds the trailer, cross line opportunities, and players behind the net. Uh, Hannes keeps his feet moving off the puck. Isn't shy about going to battle on the offensive zone. Puck retrievals. Also uses a dangerous lane-altering spin pass that should have success at higher levels. So, pretty optimistic. Um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, I mean, let's let's we can take a peek, right? We can pot or uh, mute the the little video that uh, was posted earlier today. Um, so I'll make sure it's muted. Oh, I see. Uh, a Mike, stations of the cross pun on this one, man. Oh yeah, I regret that one, but I also liked uh, that I got a bunch of likes, so I just kept it. I I, <laughs> I hated it like maybe two minutes later. 
Uh, but Mike, we just all we did, we just gave an entry level contract to our own Zagris. There we go. That's <laughs> all Cross does. He's an expert at the Michigan goal. Um, but no, I mean, this is this is a six foot one guy that I, I think, uh, as you were talking about, Mike, his, his instinct isn't to pass, which is, I mean, honestly, can we have one of those guys? Like, he just wants to put the puck in the I back mean, of the net. I mean, this um, town is this town is dying for another Datsuki and Deke guy. So if this guy could step in and just be a little bit of that, man, he's he's gonna own this city. Yeah, and I I, I do like uh, you know he he's definitely the um, how do you want to put this? Like he's the kind of kid you want to have in your system too. Like where you have these options for somebody who's just always trying to, uh, you know, like you put it. I mean, you, you want the guy who's who knows what the cool thing is, but he's also trying other cool things on the ice with uh, with his stick. So I, I think this is, you know, I don't think anybody's looking at this and saying this is a loss, but this is a win all the way. Like this is this is just good vibes, good news. We we talk about so many awful things um you know i i did have the thought though like we signed cross and i'm, I'm gonna do it yeah. i'm gonna be i'm gonna still make this negative i can't believe i'm doing this right now um i just said this is our good thing uh i just i'm getting I, i'm getting a little bored of just you know oh my god we did an, another entry level contract like <laughs> i mean how many years have we been super excited about these you know what i'm saying like i Everybody probably knows what I'm saying. I, I don't think that everyone's at that point. Um, and I'm not at that point either because at a certain time of day, I'm really excited that we we have Cross signed. I think he is a really exciting prospect. Um, and you like the size too. He's not a giant, but I mean, six foot one is pretty good. We're not talking about a guy who's five foot seven. Uh, but he's yeah, you know, it's, like he is. Yeah, I, I think what you're getting at is you're not against making these moves, uh, but it would be nice if we could we could be the splashy, sexy team that kind of owns the off season instead of, Hey, look at that smart peripheral move for an eventual third liner who plays in three <laughs> to four years. Very wise move by the Red Wings. Like, yeah, yeah, I know it's a wise one and we'll probably enjoy him for 25 to 30 points over 60 games. If somebody gets hurt, but I would really like to have gotten hurt on the turtle. Damn it. Sharks and those eight year mortgages. Yeah. I think it's just the, uh, well, oh my God, I can't think of the word now, but I mean, you, you get, you know, you just get exhausted with the same conversation. So this is for any, for anybody who wants to argue, I'm fine because it is a different human being, but this is an overdone conversation for us. Great signing. We'll see how this turns out. Long way to go. I mean, how many times have we had this conversation? So, again, good overall. I don't want to poo-poo Cross Hannes. Great. Glad he's aboard. See those next steps. I just, yeah, it's like you, we know that the Red Wings are comfortable swimming in this pond. We would hope that they can go to the lake or the ocean, you know, where the big fish are. um, And not just sign, you know, the upper echelon, but then compete with those bigger fish. Um, So, not a bad signing, obviously positive. Looks like he's got a lot of skills that he can develop and eventually be a pretty productive <laughs> player in the NHL. Which is, you know, I, I, I know we can make all those pragmatic thoughts, and I just, I, yeah, I, 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 I too, I'm tired. How about, how about those gas prices, yeah. Mike? Man, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, does that make sense? Does that track? Um. Like, yeah, I don't know how many more analogies we want to do, but right. you know. today I was sensible, and instead of two sugar packets in my coffee, I only did half of one, and I'm going to portion the other one for later. Hmm, like very nice. Wow, <laughs> that's really going to make a difference. All right, um, I think we've got one topic. I'm pretty sure that we right. haven't gotten any more ups, uh, upsets, updates from Mr. Friedman. <sighs> I mean, Max is on Twitter right now. Um, Oh, yeah, there were some trades. Doesn't involve us. All right. Last thing thing I want to throw out there. Uh, Amazon Web Services, Mike, posting uh, their partnership with the NHL. Um, Can I I just say, I think a lot of people were very negative about this. I, I don't understand the negative part of it. I, like uh, a part of it, I think some people are mistaking this for uh, graphics on the ice. 
Uh, no, this is uh, machine learning. This is data, data science that can be available uh, at a moment's notice. Like if you watch this video on Amazon Web Services, you can actually see their system tracking the players on the ice. And when they set up for the face-off, it'll tell you who to put in there to win the face-off. And we have access to this now too, as hockey fans. We can just go in and check this out. Um, Mike, this is amazing. They're tracking the players in real time. Uh, and then they can give you the face-off probability and who's going to win based on 10 years of historical data. Not only player versus player, player versus any player, they're taking a look at what the situation is on the ice. They're taking a look at where they are on the ice. And all of this computes to tell you this is the guy uh, you should have on the ice. Or if there's ever a moment where, you know, you get uh, NFL players have the coach in, uh, in their ear, uh, you have quarterbacks, right, communicating with the sidelines. Um, maybe you know you're going to lose the faceoff and you and you go in that direction with your strategy. We know, based on Luke Glendening, you don't just win faceoffs and win games. So it doesn't necessarily have to mean you're winning games because you know what the faceoff is going to turn out to be, but you can prepare better and move forward. I think this is amazing. And I can't believe people were poo-pooing this online. I think this is the coolest thing in the world. So when it comes to well, data science I mean, and hockey. I mean, we're we're hockey we're hockey <laughs> yeah, dorks, like, so of course we're gonna like it. But I mean, I mean, yeah, like, I was I was teasing you today when our tigers. Probably, yeah. Listen, when our tigers made a signing, I was teasing you about what's uh, yeah, we know it's ERA, but what's his batting average uh, uh with balls in play or uh, yeah, you know what's the average exit velocity of uh this new relief pitcher uh when he throws fastballs um. So, I mean, if you're a hockey dork like we are, I, I think this is pretty cool. Um, I mean, like, baseball's really good about that. Uh, like, getting the extra stats out there if you're interested. Um, you know, basketball's trying to, like, extrapolate. Not only can you keep track of a three-pointer, you can keep track of a pick-and-pop three or, a, a you know, dribble threes versus uh, standstill threes in the corner. Um, so, it, I, I like the idea of hockey trying to, you know, popularize and um, familiarize and, um, you know, uh, make, the, make it more accessible, that kind of statistic, that we can't start to measure this stuff and make it easier for you to gauge, oh, my God, what, a, what an acquisition by the Red Wings. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um so I think that's that that can actually helps, you know, sell the product, which obviously this is a Red Wing podcast, but you know, we always have that interest in selling the NHL, like, you know, making it more popular, making it easier for us to find it and watch it. Um, so I, I think this is this is something that could be, you know, very beneficial uh to the league. I like it a lot. Uh speaking of Mike, uh, or speaking of which, Mike, you mentioned uh big signing today for the Tigers. Um I mean, this is a Detroit Red Wings podcast, but I'm I couldn't be more excited about for the Tigers season this year. Mike is now, I mean, a twin of Todd Jones, Andrew Chaffin here. Um, I mean, we're we're seeing the return this season, right? We're gonna see the return of wigs. The Manglio Ordonia's wigs will get colored. Uh, and everybody's gonna get uh what is it? Amazingly, that's, that's not a handlebar. What's uh what's the name of that uh that look here that Andrew's got going? See, I'm not up to date on those because I don't, I can't grow one. Uh, but I do like that it's somehow a mix of Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, you nailed. He's it. literally stepbrothers smushed into one fit, like one person. I I cannot wait. Chewy, throw it out there. That's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Uh, or, or maybe the Hulk Hogan. That's the mustache. Hulk wishes he had that much hair, but yeah, the mustache is right on point. Absolutely. It's Hulk Hogan. Um, all right. Uh, I mean, I didn't want to dive too deep into this cause, uh, I, I am thinking about maybe we, maybe we try and talk tigers in the off season. I know, uh, my wife would hate that, but, uh, kind of thinking about it. I, I'm so excited for this, for this year coming up. I, I, I I don't know. Like Miggy's talking about going to the bottom of the lineup to make room for Torx. Like, come on. Wow. Good for you, Miggy. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I'm really excited. I'm happy for the Tigers, but unfortunately they play baseball, which is the most boring sport on earth. So, you know, we can still be optimistic. Uh, it's not quite high <laughs> hockey. Uh, I did miss this one. Anthony thrown out there. Everyone at Bailey now hates you for making fun of faceoff stats. That's all we've had to talk about for the last few seasons. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> In regards to the Amazon Web Services. Um, 
performance art. I like AI. We need to embrace it. It's only going to become more entangled in everyday life. Good call, performance art. That's very, very astute. Very, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a great comment. It's a, I the deeper I get into my new job that I've referenced a few times, the more oh, I see boy, here we there's. Go. No, it's it's just it's everywhere. Like think about Mike. Would you ever guess there would be so much automation and use of bots in? Something like title insurance. Like most people couldn't even tell you what title insurance is. But it's insane. It's everywhere. That's all I'm saying. We don't need to dive deep into it. You you clearly don't want to. You had to you had to pick title insurance? I I bought a cinnamon roll from a local bakery, and now I can't not see cinnamon roll ads uh, for the rest of my life. Which Well, yeah, that's the yeah. Is you, you nailed it. I mean, that's what I wanted. So I just like looking at sexy pictures of cinnamon rolls uh, every day and every night. So <laughs> <laughs> Everything kind of turned out Michael on this situation. I have been watching the Detroit Cookie Company, right? Yeah, every weekend they make a limited number of cinnamon rolls. So their gotta videos, get there early. Their videos Saturday and Sunday morning of somebody like I'm gonna say it. Forgive me for, for anyone who wants Matt, us to not say easy. bad things. This is a child show. But they're they're literally fingering these cinnamon rolls because they they're covering their hand with cinnamon roll. Um, frosting frosting and then they're going this over the, the word you're rolls, looking for but yeah. they're they're getting in between the rolls so they're going with the two fingers and they're going and <laughs> making sure they're properly sauced it is very erotic very yeah i mean it's almost better than, <laughs> than porn because it's a cinnamon roll oh. um <laughs> what's right. the music they're playing are they doing the uh doom 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 where you know, it's the old seventies porn music. It's uh, okay. saxophone and the um, um, what's those other instruments? Uh, bass, bass guitar. Yeah, bass. Saxophone. Thank you. I think sax and bass are what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah thank you. No All right. Um, who's uh, who's ready to sail off in the? Ready for a like? cinnamon roll? Oh Me. man, <laughs> what am I gonna? What I'm gonna Go do to those cinnamon rolls this weekend? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to town on some. All right. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Um, not a happy, not a not a super happy episode, but we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, if you could, we're so close to 666 subscribers. That'd be great if one of you guys is new. Help us hit 60, uh, 666 tonight. I think that would be fun. Uh, if we haven't done it already, let's check. Let's do a live check. I always love doing this. New segments as we wrap up. We're at 661 right now. I would oh. love to see us at 666 by the end of the night. If you guys have a buddy, make them subscribe. If you have a burner account, go ahead and help us out. Ah, uh, oh, Jared, you're the best. He's throwing it. He's throwing them. Oh, here. thanks, Jared. Chewy also doing. Oh, God, you guys are so sweet. Um, <clears throat> but also, if you guys could just hit the like button, that'll help people find us, and then they'll hear this message. But also, head on over to Apple Podcasts. We lost our streak of new reviews. I'm so bummed. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, uh, do the uh, subscribe, rate, and review for us. Hit those five stars. Give us a short little ditty, and uh, we'll read it out. We'll read it out there for you. And then uh, on Spotify, if you can do us uh, that easy peasy one two three z, give us the five stars on Spotify. Uh, let them know that you like. Don't flip off the fans, Mike. <laughs> How's this one? Wait a minute. No. <laughs> oh, thanks, Derek. Derek's throwing it in there too. Um, so. Those are all of our asks, um, as well as uh, the Verona t-shirts are out there. And once we finally do a trade, it would have been great if we had one tonight. Mike, we would have given away an Iserplan fleece fleece, uh, but not yet. Maybe this Sunday when we have Jake Rivard, who's going to uh, join us. Nice. Uh, he's He's been on the show before. Uh, he is, uh, what is uh, that's winging it in Motown. Um yeah. What is Winging It in Motown from? I got to pull it up. Um, SB Nation. There it is. Uh, but yeah, Jake Rivard uh, puts a ton of, ton of articles out there. He's a great guy to follow. Uh, but yeah, join us. He'll actually be with us live. It'll be uh, our second live guest, I think. Yes. Yeah, usually we record those. But yeah, you guys will be able to chat with Jake. Um, and uh, we'll kind of probably wrap up what's been going on with the trade deadline and uh, see if anything's going to happen in the... <laughs> the next day since it'll be a sunday 
but uh, yeah, join us. See us chat with Jake. I'm sure Jake would like to see all you guys here uh, so he can say hi. And um, yeah, if, you, if you're not following him yet, again, he's at uh, on SB Nation for Winging It in Motown. And he is at Rivard NHL. So go find him there. And uh, you can get to know him over the next couple of days. I find it very uh, unlikely that you guys aren't following him already. But uh, if you're not, go find him. He's a good follow. All right. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys on Sunday at 6 o'clock. We have an actual time. Sunday at 6 o'clock for the live show with Jake Rivard. All right. Toodaloo, everybody. Toodaloo. Bye.